0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life and set on fire by hell. This is our text. The Tswana people in Botswana will sometimes quote a wise traditional proverb. Munwana wa boa, haliboe." And In case your Tswana is a little rusty, let me translate. Literally, this proverb means the pointing finger will turn back but the word does not turn back. The meaning of the proverb is that an angry gesture, like pointing your finger at someone, or shaking a fist, or other angry gestures, can be forgotten as tempers cool. But our angry, hurtful words, once spoken, take on a life of their own and continue to wreak havoc. A word cannot be called back or unsaid. Like a lit match in a dry forest, a single syllable of spite quickly ignites a chain reaction of offense and anger and pain and guilt and rumor and slander and hostility and deception and shame. What you say can cause more damage than what you do. That cultural insight of the tswana people resonates with this text from the epistle of James because our common human experience confirms the piercing diagnosis of the word of God. Recently, the US Forest Service, I read, spent more than $240 million in a single week fighting wildfires. As far as I know, nobody counts the monetary cost of -of out-of-control tongue fires But they rage all around us with even more destructive power. It is not hard to multiply examples of the hellish harm unleashed by our words and speech. Simple lies are everywhere. They mask our selfishness, they cover our sins, they corrode our relationships. We lie to other people, and we even lie to ourselves. But the evil of the tongue is not limited to lies. We often enough turn even the truth, usually some selective, self-serving version of the truth, but the truth into a weapon and an untamed fire. And then we excuse the loveless damage that we cause by saying, it's just the truth. Spiritually, you see, we lie even when we tell the truth. And the tendency to use the truth in this sinful, damaging, hellish way is at least as conspicuous in the way we talk to and about each other in the church as it is out there in the evil world. If anything, we might be tempted even more strongly to excuse and to justify our slander and backbiting and lies by claiming that we are defending the truth. Maybe that's why today's reading, Opens with a warning that hits us close to home. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. It's a common but devilish thing when teachers and preachers, too, use their tongues as verbal arsonists and burn down the lives and reputations. Of others. Bearing false witness, says Martin Luther in his large catechism explanation of the eighth commandment, is nothing but a work of the tongue. He goes on to say that Christians are absolutely forbidden to speak evil about other people even if what they say is true. The only exceptions are those who are commanded in their God-given vocations as magistrates or parents or preachers to judge sin and sinners so that evil does not go unpunished. But the commandment also enjoins a number of positive good works of love and uh, And service to others we should use our tongue says luther to speak only the best of people to cover the sins and infirmities of our neighbors to justify their actions and to cloak and veil them with our own honor the right use of words is so difficult and so rare that the, and the abuse and perversion of our speech is so pervasive that Luther concludes there is nothing around us or in us that can do greater good or greater harm in temporal or spiritual matters than the tongue, although it is the smallest and weakest member. Now, it should be obvious I think that what is called a sin of the tongue by James and by Luther is now performed and extended on a shocking scale with the help of technology, even if we don't utter a word out loud. Gutenberg's movable type not only printed the Bible, but also drowned the world in lies, rumors, half-truths, slanders, and gossip magazines. And nowadays, we can save the trees and still destroy people with electrons. In fact, technology seems to give us license to fling nasty words out into the world that we might be ashamed or embarrassed to say aloud to someone's face. Every day we are invited to slander people and spread lies and filth by simply clicking like or share. And once our electronic words are out there, they don't go away. A pointing finger turns back but a word does not return. Blogs, email, text messages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and whatever the latest great thing is, all serve as powerful amplifiers of our flaming, poisonous tongues, or rather, our flaming, poisonous hearts. For the tongue itself is not the real root of the problem, Our words are vicious, but they are a vicious, contagious symptom. The disease is one of the heart. For from within, says our Lord, from out of the heart of man come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. From the same mouth, says James, from my mouth, from your mouth, come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be. Indeed, they ought not to be so, but they are. Our tongues do indeed wreak havoc for ourselves and for others. And yet... A miracle has happened. In spite of the restless evil of our tongues and our hearts, we have been harnessed by a new master and turned to a different kind of speech. This kind of speech that James characterizes as blessing our Lord and Father. God saves us in Christ and turns our tongues to different use, his use, and he has begun to heal us. The evil power of our words is common human experience, but our creator has done something new and surprising and unheard of. His stronger word does what none of us can do, he makes a fig tree bear olives. He makes a salt pool spring forth fresh water. In short, he makes Christians out of us. A pointing finger turns back, but a word does not return. God's stern finger of judgment was turned away from us and pointed to christ and god's living and active word of forgiveness and life and restoration does not turn back but goes on doing its wondrous work day by day making us new in Christ. Now there's something new to talk about, to sing about, and to pray about. We rise for prayer.